Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the weekly podcast put on by the Sentinel Sports Staff, where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diadana, and along with my assistant, my lovely assistant, Bo Troutman. Very uh, lovely. Very lovely, yeah. Let let me get that straight. Very lovely. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, all that's going on in sports this week. Uh, We'll look back at week four of the high school football season. And as well as looking ahead to week five with our picks and then talk about other things going on uh, in sports with our college and pro uh, football teams from the area as well as a little bit of Major League Baseball playoff talk and a look at some of our other high school uh, fall teams. So let's get right to it back with the uh, week four picks. We did pretty good with our week four picks. We did. I, I think we were the same, right? We were both yeah. six and one out of the seven games. Um, let's start with a game that we both got wrong. Holland Christian at Byron Center. Yeah. Uh, we the way Holland Christian had been playing for the most part, we thought that they were going to, you know, have a big win on the road and uh, you know put themselves in position to contend for the OK Green title. And now they still could contend. They got to beat Zealand East and West to do it now, but. I was a little surprised uh, at their at how their offense was, you know, again kind of stop and go. I mean, they had they've had uh, three games where it's been fantastic, or two games where it's been fantastic, and two games where it's been just really struggled to get going. Um, be interesting to see what happens the rest of the way, but I think we we're both a little surprised with that, and that also shows that Byron Center is also going to be a, a contender. They had. They've had their years where they have been a huge contender in the OK Green. The past couple of years, the Zealand teams were just that much better. Um, and Holland Christian, actually, I believe, beat them last year too. but uh, Or finished ahead of them, at least. So, I don't know. Just a big monkey wrench thrown into the OK Green, which is always fun, I guess. It's already full of monkey wrenches. I don't know why they needed another one. But, yeah, um, yeah we'll see how they, they bounce back, though. I mean, yeah. you've seen Holland Christian. Like, you saw a game where they... Looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. yeah. It was surprising. It's the second week in a row. You know, we we picked uh, Hamilton to beat Byron Center, and now you know, two weeks in a row, we got that wrong. But um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't seen them since that win at Coopersville, and I was honestly shocked that they lost uh, the week after that. And uh, yeah, two and two. It's kind of like you know, there's a big difference. I think between you know three and two and two and three. You know, it's like which trend are you going to go toward? Are you going to start winning, or is it going to be? More of the kind of the spottiness, so I'm kind of curious to see what happens going forward. For right, sure. especially after they beat Unity Christian. Now yeah. I know Unity Christian was the Division Five state champion last year. They beat Holland Christian last year. Uh, they lost a lot of their seniors, obviously, but still, that was a huge win for them. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just interesting because now it puts more pressure on. So they're two and two now. Yeah. On paper, they're favored to lose to both Zealand schools. Mm-hmm. That's two and four. You got to win the rest of your games. Yeah, to be five and four, 
and have a chance at the playoffs. So you got to pull. You, we're to the point now where that's they got to pull an upset um, to assure themselves mm. a spot in the playoffs. They still could make it at five and four. Oh yeah, uh, they did. They have before. Um, it's just football so interesting like that, you know. Yeah. Some of the other sports, everyone makes it. Some of the other sports, you got to qualify for something. And but in football, I feel like in the playoffs, more and more teams. They're taking more and more five and four teams than they used to, and mm. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm guessing most of the teams will tell you that's good because it gives everybody a fighting chance. <laughs> right. But um, it's just interesting how yeah. that works. So, um, so that we'll see how costly that loss was for the Maroons. Um, they've obviously got plenty of chances to get that back, and I'm not saying that they couldn't knock off one of the Zealand teams, but it will be the uphill battle. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So that was the only one we figured everything else. Uh, most of them were pretty e- easy. Uh, Unity Christian beat Holland pretty handily. Yeah, uh, Holland's just really struggling to uh, put its defense together. Really, um, uh, Watervliet beat Fenville. Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, Schoolcraft beat Sagatuck pretty easily. Those are ones we figured were going to happen. They're stronger teams in the sack, and Fenville and Sagatuck are both struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Zealand West beat Lowell in a non-conference battle. Zealand West, man, every week they're playing a contender, though. Like, yeah. that's to me, that's showing just how how good this team is. And there, that to me, even though Lowell's not in the conference, that makes them the favorite to me to win the con- win the OK yeah. Green. Um, I gotta agree with you there. Yeah, uh, Zealand East has had that schedule too. They lost to Catholic Central though, so in a close game. So it, it's uh, not that it's that means they couldn't beat West, but it's. Um, it's a little different start to the season now. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zealand West is four and zero and ready to. I mean, they don't have to. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, there's not. There's no yeah. way they epically collapse that hard no. um, to do that. So, um, and then uh, East Kentwood beat West Ottawa. We figured that was going to happen. We didn't really figure it was going to be a sixty-three to thirty-five battle. Yeah. Stop somebody defenses. Yeah, thirty-five twenty-eight at halftime, and yeah. then yeah, it was. That's a lot of not defense. Yeah, really. I mean, and that's. I know there's a lot of great athletes on the field on the offensive side for both teams, but that still was way more points than I expected. Honestly, that was more points than I expected either team to score. Um, but uh, yeah, West Ottawa still looking looking for its first win. It's, yeah. it's a, been a really tough year for them. They have they've shown this the glimpses of it. But they haven't been able to put it together for a whole game yet, so we'll see yep. how that goes. So that's how Bo and I both got to six and one, and how I maintained my however many game uh, lead on him in the picks. It's easy when you pick the same; uh, that doesn't always happen. So I bet you that won't happen this week. We'll see how that goes. Um, but before we get to our week five picks, we want to talk about some other things first, mostly because we want you to listen to everything we have to say before we get to the picks. Even though I know most of you guys are. Just listening for the picks, but uh, um, you know we're we're trying to educate about sports and uh, <laughs> just uh, talk a little bit more about stuff. Bo, you saw Hope Football this weekend uh, win another big one, um, almost blowing it, almost, but not. Um, just talk about what you saw, um, what you saw at Hope Football against Aurora, Aurora, Illinois. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they were really good as always. You know, the second half, I mean, 
Aurora wasn't bad. And you could kind of tell that they were going to move the ball and hope in the first half, even though it was 20 nothing. They just had some bad luck. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, Aurora fought back, and then, you know, Hope just really did a good job of kind of finishing it, even though, you know, you could say, oh, well, they gave up the lead, but they really did a good job of just kind of doing what they needed to do to get the win. And uh, Mason Apple always, you know, he's really good for them, nothing new there. He's going to be uh, one of the best players for sure. Um, Kenya Houston, though, we just had a feature story on him in the paper. Uh, he kind of broke out a little bit, had a couple fumbles, had some ball control issues, but overall he's breaking big runs and looked, it was probably his best week. Uh, you know, he had the 66 yard touchdown last week, but uh, this week was more kind of like a consistent ball game from him. So I think that's exciting for Hope fans. For sure. Now, tell me a little bit about their, their defense. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they gave up some points late, but, yeah. um, what, what, what is the key for them, especially as we get into MIAA play coming up here? Their goal, obviously, is to win the title, um, the conference title. So what is going to be key for them defensively? I think uh, consistency. I mean, they have a good pass rush with Jake Babb at the D-line, and uh, you know they have good defensive backs, and they roast the occasion. I mean, they made a huge – Nick Holt makes a huge deflection there to kind of put the game away, um, you know, before the onside kick, obviously. But um, – I think it's just more consistency. They've shown that they can, you know, force a three and out and get sacks, and uh, but they've also shown that they can give up chunk plays, and you know, it was more kind of the long drives too. You know, just a lot of, I mean, Aurora had I think like four or five third downs where they converted like a third and ten or a third and eleven. So I think the kind of key is just kind of getting that consistency, and you know, those big plays in the fourth quarter they made. Where was that? You know, earlier in the game to circumvent, you know, giving up a twenty nothing lead. So they have the pieces. I just think it's early and. Uh, but I think uh, they'll shore those things up. I, I trust that they have the talent there. So, All right. And Grand Valley had a similar game last week where they they had to come from behind yeah. they, you know, and win a, win a close one. Um, but this week, this past week, they beat Northwood very easily. Yeah. Um, Northwood's not great right now. And uh, they went on the road and just took care of business. Yeah. So not much to really report there except that they did their job. Yeah. Um, Anchor up. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we'll, you know, continue to, to fight toward that uh, GLIAC title. So, um, as the countdown to Ferris State oh, yeah. uh, is always in the back of the fans' minds yeah. and the players' minds, even if they won't admit it. Um, but, yeah, so easy big win for Grand Valley this week. We will t- definitely break more stuff, more down on them when they uh, return home and when they, uh, you know, I mean, their second string basically cruised for most of that game so yeah. not too much to report there um all right sticking with college let's start with michigan yeah. michigan i'm just gonna say it very bluntly michigan got their butts kicked by wisconsin it was one of the worst games they've played in years but it also was a game that every Michigan fan was afraid was going to happen. Mm. What is it about Michigan or what is it about Wisconsin that changed that game so much? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor for Wisconsin who had a good game, obviously. But I honestly just think that, and, you know, obviously this comes from the mouth of an Ohio State fan, but... I honestly you could just, just say an outsider. Yeah, I mean, well, one of my best friends is a huge Michigan fan. We were talking before the season, and you know they had all this hype. You know, Phil Steele's picking him number three, and he's always very reliable and stuff. And people are jumping on the Shea Patterson bandwagon, but 
Uh, me and my good a good friend of mine were wondering like why like what did they prove? I mean, Shea Patterson was okay, you know, good. I would say last year, not great, and he got smoked by Ohio State, and, and then they lose the bowl game and stuff. It's like I don't know where this hype came from. They have no running back. I mean, everybody knew that already. They have no running back. The defense lost some pieces. You know, Greg Madison's leaving for Ohio State of all places. Got to wonder what's going on there. I just don't understand where this you know preseason hype came from, and honestly. I don't think there's anything to be shocked about. I think that they were always going to be. I mean, not that it's happened yet, but I, I just still think they're just kind of eight, nine-win team. I don't think anything's changed. They didn't really gain anything, and I would say that they lost more than they gained with some of those defensive guys in the NFL now, Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary and those guys. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I feel like looking at them the past couple of years, there's no reason there was no reason to pick them any different. They're still a really good football team. Yeah, there's still a like you said, what, like a 9-3 and three mm-hmm. kind of a team, which is, you know, the A-minuses or B-pluses of the Big Ten. I mean, that's yeah. not – but that that's not how Michigan fans think. That's not how no. Michigan, the institution, thinks. That's not how – that's not how they got to where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tradition like very few other programs have. And – it's just really interesting to watch because I don't know what they expect to happen. Well, I think yeah. they expected too much out of Harbaugh at first, yeah. and now they should be expecting more, but he's not delivering. And again, you can't always put that on a coach. Mm-hmm. The players are the ones playing the game. But in college where this pattern has happened, I mean, in in his, what, four years how many big games have they won? Two? Maybe. Yeah. A they, couple. They beat Michigan State once. Yeah. And they won a big bowl once. Once. Yeah. And they've lost to Ohio State every time. Every time. Now, one of the best games they ever had was the loss to Ohio State mm-hmm. when was he over the line, the first down or We not? don't discuss these matters. Right. <laughs> no. But I would say as I mean, somebody, honestly, though, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't have a... I don't really care. You know what I mean? He didn't on a, make it. On a, yeah. on, a, on, a rooting, on a non-rooting play, it's, it's still debatable. Yeah. That's a, you know, but... Even but I honestly don't think he made it. I no. mean, I mean, you could make like the argument, I think. And I think at the end of the day, it was so close that it really doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, Wilton Spate lost that game for them, a game they should have won. Yeah. They should have won that yeah. game. They really should have. I mean, it's really... People focus on that play, but really, you know, what they don't focus on is Wilton Spate's... You know, fumble and the you know the turnovers. It's like that's right. why they lost. Right? Yeah, you can pinpoint. Okay, oh, was he you know x amount of inches right. away from the first down? Who cares? Right. I mean, it, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right. So. I know I equate everything to baseball, but it's like the Bill Buckner play where it went through his legs in '86 in the World Series for the Red Sox, and that play lost Game Six for them because they lost physically lost on that play. The winning run scored, and then the Mets went out and won it in Game Seven, but. Earlier in the ninth, the you know their pitcher to start the ninth gave up two singles with two outs to put runners in, uh, you know, on the bases. Then the pitcher, the next pitcher comes in and throws a wild pitch, which scores the tying run. But everyone remembers the error that loses it. So, yeah, which is too bad. But but yeah, they it's the same thing. It's, It's like a signature play of the game yeah really yeah um, you can't blame people for but that. still yeah. i mean you're still talking about you know very few 
huge games against top 10 teams. I mean, I know Wisconsin was, what, 13? Mm-hmm. Against top 15 teams. Yeah. It seems like every time there's a game like this, this is what happened. And this, to me, was different than before because this is the game the last few years that Michigan would lose. Mm-hmm. But this time they got the stank put on them. Like yeah. this wasn't even it just, just like a, bad. Yeah, it wasn't even just like oh they lost fourteen right. ten or you know by a field goal or something like that. They got clobbered. Yeah, it was twenty eight nothing at one point. Yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So that I mean, you know, a question I get a lot is is Harbaugh on the hot seat? I think Chris, uh, our old sport, assistant sports editor, liked to. He he had called for Harbaugh to be on the hot seat the past two years because they weren't winning any rivalry games. Mm-hmm. I respectfully disagreed because you got to have time to build your stuff in there. And was anybody else going to really do any better? This loss changes it for me. Not because they lost to Wisconsin. If they lost, like I said, 14-10, I don't think he'd be on the hot seat. They got clobbered. And I don't think the clobbering specifically puts him on the hot seat, but it now puts under the microscope everything else that happens the rest of the year. I mean, he yeah. could they could bounce back and beat Michigan State and beat Ohio State for all I know. And then he's not on the hot seat, you know. But they could also turn around and, you know. And objectively, I, I promise, know. objectively. I mean, you look at, like, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, and you look at just with the Wisconsin game in the rearview mirror, I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, Michigan State with the defense. They beat Northwestern last week. Uh, you know, Penn State's looking all right. And Ohio State is just, I mean, honestly, they look really good. I mean, last year, they kind of, you know, kind of made me mad because they would struggle with inferior opponents. And they were, they, Urban Meyer would do weird stuff. They had a very stubborn offensive scheme. Where this year, it's totally different. We're not doing the things that held us back a little bit last year. Because even last year, people will forget Ohio State dropping 60 points in Michigan. That was a surprise. Everybody right. picked Michigan to win that game, including kind of myself. I thought we were going to lose. I was like, yeah. Man, well, Michigan actually might get us this year. So, I mean, you know, you look at this this year and the games ahead. I mean, if that's the kind of output they're putting against Wisconsin, a clear big game, I mean, I'm kind of worried as a Michigan fan, you know, with Penn Absolutely. State. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they might be able to beat Penn State, but like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, mean, oh, yeah. Michigan State, too. Michigan State could definitely be a victory. Definitely. Yeah. If their offense, Michigan State's offense, plays like it did last week, if yeah. it plays like it did this week, then no. You know, it just all depends on that. And Michigan, both teams have good defenses, so mm-hmm. both offenses are going to struggle. It may come down to whoever makes the big special play, special teams play, which we've seen before with the punt, uh, the punt oh, block, man. and all this kind of stuff. So just a mess. Yeah. Funny story about that punt. I was watching the game with two Michigan friend, uh, Michigan fans from high school. And uh, we were all having a good time. We had plans after the game. As soon as that happened, the room went quiet, and it was just like, "Hey, uh, we're leaving." See ya. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I was there. Yeah, covering it. Oh, really? I was actually there. Oh my gosh! And the whole room got quiet yeah. at the big house. I've been to the big house a lot over the years. I've never heard over a hundred thousand people silent. Yeah. Even the Michigan State fans were silent because it was so unbelievable. You had there had to be silence for like twenty seconds mm-hmm. so people could just compute what the heck just happened. Yeah, so it was nuts. So that I mean, it could be another game like that where something crazy ends up. Whatever. I don't think they beat Ohio State. I'll no. tell you that right now. No. Um, so it's just 
It's just interesting. And that Ohio State game last time, that could have been the start of the hot seat because totally. it was a stank game. It was. Yeah. And that's... Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. So uh, we'll see what how Michigan responds. But uh, it's going to be more of an uphill battle now. I mean... <laughs> It didn't seem like sometimes a, a really good team has a loss like that where they play so awful that it seems kind of like a fluke. It didn't seem like that. No. Uh, especially just given their history the last few years. I don't see it like that. So Michigan State, you mentioned. I mean, I know we don't – sorry, Michigan State fans. We don't have as much to say about your victory over Northwestern because, first of all, you're supposed to be Northwestern. And you played great. Michigan State played great. They did their job. They bounced back from that tough loss yeah. uh, to Arizona State and you know kept themselves in the same position in the Big Ten as they were uh, there contending. And uh, you know that countdown to the Michigan game has begun <laughs> for these two teams, really. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait for that. It's, yeah. It'll be good. That game's always good. So uh, funny enough, that game's always good. The Michigan yeah. Ohio State game is not always good. No. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Mean, both ways. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I've seen, you know, some pretty lopsided wins for both Michigan and Ohio State over the years. It's just really, really strange. It used to be. But I just feel yeah. like it's not. No, we, I mean, Ohio State is pretty it's much. It's still the big rivalry. But oh, the it game is, is yeah. not the. You know. yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's been kind of. Because even the game, you know, the JT Barrett, you know, fourth down, one yard thing. Even that game was awful. I mean, there was turnovers. It was messy. You know, there hasn't been, like, a truly great one, you know, for a couple of years now. Like, uh, the, the one that went to, like, double overtime, the Brady Hoke, that was a good one. They went for two. Didn't right. Yeah, that's what I, that when was I was thinking game. where. Yeah. Uh, I was they, at that game. They yeah. went for two. Yeah. yeah. Was, was Robinson still there? Or was it Gardner? It was Gardner, um, right? Yeah, it was Devin Gardner. Gardner, yeah. yeah where they went for two. Yeah. And, uh, Rocking the number 98. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they uh, just came up short. Yeah. I love that call. Everyone was so upset about that. I would really? have done the same yeah. thing. Yeah, a lot of people, Michigan fans were upset about it. Well, I love it. The problem, You're the underdog there at home? Oh, Go oh for the it. actual well, the oh, no. play call so the play I thought call. was weak. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the – sorry. I yeah. like the idea of going for two yeah, there. Same. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. could have come up with a better play. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. Well, because they showed – they tipped their hand before the timeout. And it was one of those plays where the receiver goes in motion. They did the exact same thing. They didn't mix it up. Yeah. And like, yeah. But, yeah, that was the last – I feel like that was the last – I mean, the one where Michigan came up short on that fourth down. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That yeah. was probably the last good game at Ohio State. And then the one with Devin Gardner was the last good game in the big Michigan. house. yeah. Because um, the last couple have not been very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens, though. Both. I mean, this is going to be really interesting moving yeah. forward. I mean – it does nothing but make things more interesting. Oh, yeah. So football is uh, still amazing. It's yeah. something else. Speaking no of what. football being amazing, the Lions are still undefeated. The only the only way the Lions know how two zero and one. Two zero and one. I'm surprised they're not zero zero and three. Yeah. Maybe they'll go eight zero and eight this year. Right. Yeah. That would be something. Uh, so uh, the Lions they look pretty good again at yeah. at times. I mean, look decent. Yeah. That's. I mean, two zero and one in the NFL. It's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, the same thing, though. You know, they rely. I would say they rely too much on Stafford, mm-hmm. even though I mean he's obviously the quarterback, but um, he's got to he's got to do it. It's got to go through him, which I think he's gotten to the point in his career where he understands and embraces that. Um, but I would just you know, I'd like to see the defense win a game for him. I mean, yeah. the defense played well too, but like. 
they're really to really boost them into like a playoff team. I feel like we need to see a couple of signature plays or signature wins that aren't completely revolved around Stafford. I agree. Yeah. But this two zero and one season ends today. They're in the playoffs. You know, I mean, this is. Uh, we'll see how long that goes. How many weeks that goes? Yeah. But. That's but the thing. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if if this is they haven't gotten off to a start like this in a while. This mm-hmm. is could this could be this could be a season. I don't want to say, you know, I've, this isn't going to be the season where everything changes mm-hmm. and they finally win a playoff game and this and that and the other thing. I would never predict that. Right. <laughs> because I've seen it year after year. But could this t- Lions team be a playoff team? You bet. You bet they could. They got to have I mean, they're going to play Minnesota twice. They're going to play Chicago twice. They're going to play the Packers twice. That's how you're going to know. Yeah. It's going to come down to those divisional games. Um, so that's basically where they're, they're going to be. Are they going to win this division? Probably not. Probably not, I would say. Yeah. Are they going to be in, in position or in contention up to the last couple of weeks for a wild card? You bet. Yeah. But that's how the Lions toy with you every year. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just kind of what happens. So... Um, but yeah, good win for the Lions. Um, Man, cautious, they, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Yeah, because the Eagles guy almost had that that touchdown there, right at the end, or not, yeah. maybe not a touchdown, but right would have put him right there. Yeah, I mean, he almost had it. And then you you take into consideration that like all the re- Eagles receivers were out too. I mean, right. I, I want to see them be you know healthy. I mean, mostly healthy. You know, all the key guys there. Good team. You know, a good quality win. Because I don't think I still don't think. They've quite had that against a solid opponent yet. So, no, the, yeah. well, and maybe they won't. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe they'll have six. I right. don't know. Uh, it's the Lions, man. Yeah. You can't predict anything yeah. with them. So, um, uh, Kirk Cousins bounced back and had a pretty yep. good game. The Vikings got back in the win column. Dalvin um, Cook too. Yeah. yeah, he played a lot better, um, yeah. and he had to pass more than he did the first couple games too. So that's a good, it's a good sign that you know that they took care of business in that mm-hmm. in that regard. So. Um, he just has that poise, you know. Even when he's not playing well, he's always had the poise, um, and that's that's his biggest part of his mojo is that he can do that. And yeah. uh, when not everybody can do that, now um, we'll see how long that lasts too. It'll be great to see when they start playing divisional opponents too. Uh, well, they did. I mean, uh, last week the Packers, but um, when they get in and start playing the Lions uh, and the Bears, that's going to be. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun division. There's just, it's that old traditional division that just beats up on each other, kind of like the Big Ten, also in the mi- Midwest. It's great. It's that yeah. vibe, you know, and I, yeah. I, I like that about it. I like it. that, too. Yeah. So, all right, we'll see how they does. But a good, good week for Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's shift gears off of football for a couple minutes. The Cubs are pretty much out. Uh, we, I mean, I said it last week. They're playing the Cardinals. So when they were in the second wild card spot, they're either gonna. They, I, I predicted they would not stay in a wild card spot. That if they were beating the Cardinals, they that would push them up to the division lead or close to it. Yeah. And if they were losing to the Cardinals, then they'd just be out altogether. And that's pretty much what happened. They lost yeah. what five in a row. Yeah, and uh, not all to the Cardinals, but they lost right. five in a row. And what they lost three or four to the Cardinals or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. And that's just it was too much at the wrong time. And now they're on the outside looking in. Probably not going to make it. And uh, it's just, it's fitting for a team that seemingly just kind of flatlined and underachieved all year. 
they're pretty mixed this year. I it was almost like, like yeah. a Lions season. For it was them. weird, really. Like yeah. it was just that injuries and yeah. you just Cubs fans always. I mean, assumed this year that they were just this is going to be a spot where they just turned it on. They never did. No, they never did, and it was it's just weird that that happened yeah. like that. Um, but you know, interesting things going on. The Astros clinched, Dodgers clinched, Red Sox, uh, the Yankees, uh, Yankees. Yeah, not the Red Sox. The Yankees. Excuse or yeah. me. The or Red, yeah, yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Sorry, there, Yankee fans. Yeah, yeah the Yankees clinched. <laughs> Mixed up my. Mixed up my rivals there. Um, but, yeah, interesting. The Yankees yeah. have 100 wins. I think the Dodgers do or are close to it. Mm-hmm. The Astros do, right? The Astros. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, Tigers and the Orioles have 100 losses. Yeah. Uh, Tigers are in the currently the second worst team in franchise history behind the American League most futile 119 loss season of 2003. Um it almost seems like it should be worse this year, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the only way to go up is up from here. Uh, we'll see how they finish, but yeah, um, it's not going to be great. No, um, I'm, I'm calling it right now. You heard it here first. Astros World Series champs. All right, I'm calling it. All right, with Verlander on the mound. How about yeah. that? Yep. that's that's like the the solace that all Tigers fans are taking right now. And yeah. Verlander won his 20th game on Sunday. And it's impressive. He's only six strikeouts away from 3,000 for his career now. Um, looking like he's going to lock up that second Cy Young award. I don't mm-hmm. see how anybody could beat him. Um, his whip's up to in the oh, .8 now. It was in the <laughs> .7s. It's yeah. still oh, league-leading by far .8. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's looking fantastic, and uh, which is really fun to see. So I, I'm guessing he has one more start. He'll probably get the at least the six strikeouts to get to 3,000. Be one a handful, maybe fifteen players that have done that. Yeah. So very exciting. So and and then we get postseason baseball. It's always great. It's always great. The Cardinals, Dodgers, great traditions. Um, you know the Astros are building that, rebuilding that great tradition. The last few years now they've become one of those kind of teams that we'll talk about for years that had a good run in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously the Yankees are the Yankees. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's still a couple teams waiting to clinch, but. Uh, it's postseason baseball is pretty pretty darn fun. So, yeah. um, all right. So let's just talk a couple little bit about a couple other things going on around here. Uh, Bo, you covered a tennis match yesterday. Holland Christian beat Hamilton. Top two players uh, for Holland Christian, uh, Jaden Bender and uh, Austin Bexford, are pretty good. I know we got a feature coming up soon on them, so That's look true. out for that. So don't spoil it too much. But how good did they look on Monday? Uh, very good. You know, it's. Uh Will Goodpaster for Hamilton kind of came back and made it a game in the second set with uh, Jaden Bender, but uh, Bender really showed some resolve and really pulled it out. A tough, tough match, and uh, I didn't say as much as Austin's because he was he was winning pretty handily, but uh, they both are solid players. So you can just tell that you know they're a very lucky team to have those two guys out on the court for them. For sure, it'll be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year too, especially in their conference. Um, there's a lot of great players, but teams overall aren't quite as deep as they've been in tennis so um which is which will make things a little bit different that'll especially when we get to the conference tournament what's is it going to be all the top level whatever top level players get that far is it going to be some depth that emerges for one of the teams it'll be interesting to see um high school volleyball uh hamilton's off to a good start they're ranked number two in the state in division two um they uh had that epic uh 
epic win against uh, Holland Christian last week where it was a uh, four-setter, but it felt like a five-setter because it went 32-30 in the fourth set. Um, and then uh, Hamilton has has only lost three matches all year, and they've mostly been in tournaments or quads, two of them to Grand Haven, which is one of the top teams in Division One. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. And Holland Christian, well, I don't know what to make of them, too, because they came back the next two days later and lost in five sets to Zealand West, who is also really good. Holland Christian might have played the best two matches they played all year and went 0-2 in them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the time. Uh, Hamilton plays Zealand West and Zealand East this week. Um, Holland Christian will look to get back on board. uh, Byron Center is is a very big contender also in the OK Green. So um, seeming seeming like most of the OK Green matches are must-see TV uh, for volleyball, which is very exciting. Um, it's not just like Hamilton's rolling through everybody, and uh, um, which which makes things good. That makes things more exciting. So, uh, also a quick note on uh, this week. Speaking of volleyball, uh, Hope and Calvin play against each other on Saturday at one o'clock at Hope. Um, so that will be uh, very exciting. Uh, very exciting matchup. Obviously, you know, at times gets between twenty five hundred and three thousand people for a Division three volleyball match, and. Uh, uh, Hope has been playing pretty well. They've been beating some pretty good regional opponents, uh, which is good. They're kind of finding their identity with this young team. And this will be the biggest test they face all year is Calvin, who's ranked number one, So, which is not unfamiliar for Hope. Calvin has been number one in parts of almost every year the past five, six years. So, um, you know, the underdog thing is there. They're really good at it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So... All right, so now let's get to our week five picks, Woo-hoo. and we'll see how Bo's going to lose this time. <laughs> so um, let's start with um, Caledonia at West Ottawa. Um, what, who, do you, who do you like? Well, I was doing the preview for this one uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, i got to be honest, I want to pick West Ottawa at home, but I just can't. Uh, they have one comparable opponent. They both played... Uh, uh, of course, I forget it now, but they've had a, a similar schedule a little bit, and it looks like Caledonia's kind of fared better. They've had closer games in West Ottawa. So uh, I want to pick the, the Panthers, but I'm going to go with Caledonia, who's 1-3 uh, and three so far in the season. So. Gotcha. And that's where you're going to lose your point to me this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Panthers. They, I don't see the – most of the games are going to be really tough for them. I don't see them going winless. Um they're too good of a team for that. This is at home. They're gonna. This is gonna be like a pride game for them. They've had shown the flashes of brilliance. They're gonna put it a little bit more together this time, and I say they win at home against Caledonia. Get that first W up on the board. So, anything to get you got Panthers. Help me out there. Help me push Bo back further in the standings. <laughs> so, uh, but I think this is the game to get some things started. I don't think they're. A no-win team. I think they're probably like a three-win team this year, just based on how you know how this year has started. I mean, I would have predicted them to be more than a three-win team at the beginning of the year, but that's not how it went. So, um, all right, so let's move on to the next one: Holland at Hamilton. Um, just based on the way the last few weeks have gone, I mean, I know that uh, Zealand East uh, beat Hamilton pretty pretty handily. Uh, this past week, uh, but I still like Hamilton over Holland. I mean, I think they've 
uh, proved to have a little bit more consistency there. And I think that's really the thing that the Dutch are lacking is consistency. They, I mean, they moved the ball pretty well offensively against Zeeland West a couple weeks ago. Yep. Even though they got clobbered, but they they would fumble in the red zone. They would you know lose it on fourth down. They would drop a pass, you know, and that kind of stuff. And obviously their defense against Zealand West wasn't great, but their defense has won won their game for them earlier this year, and uh, their one win. And I think that uh, it's still really just consistency. But I like the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I gotta go with the Hawkeyes too. I think I think they'll get this one pretty easily. To be honest with you, uh, I think yeah, I think Holland has some pieces, but. It just won't be enough against a good Hamilton team. All right. And possibly our game of the week. No, two. We have two kind of games of the week. Yeah. Zealand East at Holland Christian. Both teams have had uh, kind of schizophrenic weeks the past couple weeks. <laughs> um, who do you like? Uh, you know, give me the chicks. Um, I, I think the Maroons just kind of lack an identity a little bit right now. I mean, I just, I mean, are they the team that beat Unity Christian or are they the team that's 2-2 two and two right now? Or, I just don't know what to make of them. So, I mean, I'm just going to take the easy out here and go with the chicks. Um, I'm going to agree with you just because I think that even if Holland Christian plays well and finds that offensive rhythm, I don't think that they can stop the chicks uh, as consistently as they will score themselves. So um, even if it ends up being kind of more of a shootout style, um, I I just don't think their defense hasn't proved to be able to stop Zealand East in a situation like this over the years, and I don't. I don't see it changing, but uh, you know, I'd be loved to, love to be proved wrong because that would make it a very interesting game yeah. and throw yet another monkey wrench into the OK Green. So um, now, what has become the game of the week? Byron Center at Zealand West. Um, Byron Center has knocked off a couple teams we didn't think they were going to, and Zealand West has been plowing through state powers. I got to go with the Ducks in this one. I mean, they they're beating they beat four teams that are have made significant deep playoff runs in the past couple of years, um, and they they just look good. They just look like they don't have very big of a weakness right now. Yeah, same. I have no reason to pick against the Ducks. Uh, yeah, Byron Center is probably you know a decent team, but I think the Ducks are just a totally different animal than the teams that Byron Center's been beating so far this year. For sure. All right, now we got Brandywine at Fenville. Who you got? Brandywine. You know, I picked against Brandywine a couple weeks ago, I think against uh, Saugatuck, but uh, I think they're a pretty good team, and I think that Fenville just kind of kind of isn't right now, kind of struggling a little bit. So uh, I think that even at Fenville, I think Brandywine will get the job done. All right. And th- yeah, I agree with you, but this is one of those, like, prove it to me Fenville kind of games. I Like, yeah. this is a game where I think Fenville can make a statement but I'm not going to pick that because I need to see it from them. You know, this is my ch- it's a challenge game. So Blackhawks, take this as a challenge. Um, you know, but I think Brandywine gets it done as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then the last game of the week, Saugatuck at Goebbels. Who you got? Uh, Goebbels is a team that when I was at Saugatuck way back when, uh, you know, Saugatuck was beating them and there was no problem. Now I'm not so sure. It's at Goebbels, and with I was at the Saugatuck game last week against Schoolcraft, and I know Schoolcraft's a good team, but you know I think the Indians are just at a kind of a tough point in the road right now, and I don't think that's going to change against Goebbels. Uh, I'm going to go with Goebbels. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Goebbels has kind of rebounded their program the last couple of years. Uh, they used to be real good. They've had their. It's like they have five good, five bad, five good. Five, you know what I mean? Something <laughs> yeah. like that. So. Um, but yeah, just with Sagatuck and the fact that they just don't have as many kids, you know, they're lucky to field a team uh, if they get a few kids hurt. I think that's 
really going to come into play again, and uh, it's going to make the rest of the season really tough for them. Um, I'd really love to pick them, but I just don't see it happening at this point. So, uh, so I'm going to go with Goebbels as well. So, uh, yeah, we got s- six games, as you can see by the picks. I will be six and zero, oh, but we'll be five and one, <laughs> and uh, we will, uh, you know, I will t- we'll take that step, but we'll take another step back in the picks and. Uh, Feel free to keep giving them grief out there, fans. I know that's happened a couple of times already, and uh, uh, like I said, that's why we do it. It's super fun. Um, I'm just setting the stage for an epic comeback. Right, you're going to say that in week nine, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. So we'll uh, make a documentary about it. That's right. How Bo Troutman triumphed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, triumph in epic failure. Yeah, so. so. Um, anyway, uh, get out there and watch some sports this week. Um, if you haven't seen Hamilton volleyball, uh, you know, set up a time to go see them this season. If you're a volleyball fan, or even if you're not a volleyball fan, go see what all the hype's about. I mean, they're, they're a pretty complete team. They're very exciting and fun to watch. It's, there's an energy there, their crowd, they, Hamilton's crowds have been great the last few years on, in all of their sports. And, uh, it adds a different element of atmosphere to their, to their uh competitions and it's just great so um and obviously hope calvin volleyball on saturday uh hope football has an off week so go there's no excuse not to go to the hope calvin match um see what that hype is all about there's a reason that it gets between two and three thousand people every time for a division three volleyball regular season match there's nothing quite like it um it's got the energy of one of their basketball like a hope calvin basketball game um there's nothing quite like that in volleyball um outside of you know a couple rivalries in like the big 10 so um so get out there and check that out uh if you're looking for something to do on saturday afternoon um but yeah we will be back next week to break that match down as well as the week five uh football high school football uh and see who how our picks did um but uh yeah, get out, get out and see some things. We got lots of things going on. We got soccer, we got golf, cross country, volleyball, swimming, water polo. Pick, pick your, pick your favorite and uh, go check something out. So, um, but we'll be breaking down some more swimming stuff in the next couple of weeks and uh, some more volleyball next week. But uh, as always, we'll give you our picks and breakdown of high school football. So. Until then, um, enjoy the week of sports, and we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.